Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Each week, we bring you the Dewing Grain market report, giving you up-to-date information and insider advice, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues while sampling a beer, Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's market report. Welcome to the market report. What follows is my thoughts or gut instincts of what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decisions to trade is yours. Market report for week commencing 4th of November 2019. Okay, let's start off this week with a bit of positivity. We were, if you judge us week by week basis, right. So I'd like to celebrate that moment with a woo. Um, Yeah, we managed to uh, predict the price of grain going up because the Brexit uh, extension occurred. So feed barley, if you were selling that in um, November stroke December, would be £120 a tonne. That's up. Uh, And if you were selling wheat... For November, you'd get £135 a tonne. That's up. So this is a really positive week. Um, Oilseed rape, up, 320. So you must be really all cheerful. Uh, And then I get to the subject of, uh, obviously, the weather and the planting for next year. Well, on that one, we've got to be positive because the last 48 hours has seen an enormous acreage of wheat go in the ground. People have had a little window... And they've actually planted a crop. So I have got a job next year. Thank you for all those who were up till midnight planting. I now know that you care. It's been kind of a a positive on the basis of politics being sorted out. We have got opportunity to export on the old crop. That could well extend into new crop depending on what happens after the election, which we're all very much looking forward to. So to put some prices on new crop, which, which have, you know, that price has also gone up during the week, but it may just teeter a bit, we think, with the fact that people are actually getting some stuff in the ground. Um, all right, they might not be planting the headlands, but the bulk of the field is going to be in there. So November 20, at this point, is worth 146x, which makes March 21, as far as you, we're concerned, in Norfolk, the first month that we will pay 154 which is £150 per tonne for feed wheat. So when you're weighing up your risk of putting spring barley in and having the nitrogen wrong or the germination not working or the weather knocking it flat at the wrong moment, and you, you look at wheat putting it in a bit late, all right, yielding quarter of a tonne, half a tonne less, £150 per tonne for wheat is probably still going to keep you the right side of the line so i think most people have done very little on 2020 harvest and because we've had a little window of planting i think perhaps you ought to look at that and put maybe 20 percent away just for the record the price for may 21 is 154 so, yeah, it, all in all, this is a very positive start to uh, this week. It's a, it's a good, everything's gone up type market. Uh, and, yeah, let's, uh, let's just hope it carries on in that vein. And, and let's hope you get loads more planted, please. Thank you. Bye. Hey, this is an advertising space. Reach hundreds of leaders of agriculture, mostly in Norfolk, by advertising here. It's surprisingly good value. If you're interested in finding out how much, email us hello at tinshedproductions.co.uk 
much, much cheaper than any local newspapers and straight into the ears of your potential customers. This morning, Claire and I are with Melinda Raker, uh, who is representing Yana. So, uh, Melinda, please tell us what your role is at Yana and uh, how you got involved. Good morning, and it's lovely to be here in sunny Aylsham this morning. I'm absolutely delighted to cross the county to be with you. (laughs) And so, Yana, you are not alone. We're set up in 2008, and it came about because of a farming tragedy. Um, My husband, John, was a trustee of the Clan Trust, and one Sunday, immediately before Christmas in 2005, one of the younger trustees went out on a Sunday morning to tend his cattle, and tragically he did not return to his wife and two lovely children. He'd taken his own life. And nobody knew that he was unwell or in such a dark place. So as ever with these events, it sent shockwaves through the farming community. Uh, The following year, the Clan Trust, and now I can realise were ahead of their time in thinking that something should be done about mental health in the farming community. And so they asked me to research what was needed and how they could help. I spent 18 months talking to GPs, psychologists, psychiatrists, people bereaved by suicide, looking at other charities to see what could be done. And we launched in November 2008. So we've just passed or we're just coming up to our 11th anniversary. And you were involved from the the outset? I was involved from the outset, yes. There is ages of farmer, if you like, that go back where a certain set before my time don't talk to each other they kind of brush it off my age group's probably the last end the end of that period where we just kind of take it on the chin and don't tell people the guys a bit younger now um you know claire's husband's group have a good mate set where they are a lot more open about their their thoughts i think is is that fair comment claire i hope so i hope so i think perhaps um we've benefited from the last 10 years where I think people have started to talk about their mental health a lot more and I think people are much more aware that this goes on that there's a lot of people having private thoughts and and that we need to kind of tease them out I mean I'd be really interested to know how you've seen things change over the last 10 years since you started you're absolutely right and I would say 10 years ago when Yana launched the farming community was not talking about mental health they didn't talk about emotions Um, What I often say is that um, I'm married to the most marvellous person. Um, He ticks along exactly the same every day. No ups, no downs. The only time I know when he's a bit more stressed is because he eats more Kit Kats. But I have no idea what goes on inside his head. Now, my children, late 30s, 40s, are much better about communicating. I often give talks to the young farmers. I was with a group this week. And they are so much better. So we have improved things through the generations, definitely. The, the, the dynamic of the younger generation have their own pressures that are completely separate to the, the previous generations, don't they? It's a different world, really, she said, sounding rather ancient and <laughs> crabby. <laughs> Me too. I do think they've got a lot more pressures. Away from farming, I'm quite concerned about the pressures in schooling. And social media brings benefits as well as negatives, So it's good for communicating, but also it gives those pressures of you're not at this party, you're not included, you're wearing the wrong things, I don't like the way you look. And I think that's absolutely horrendous. 
Yeah, well, it's a yoke around their neck, isn't it? I mean, the the, the guys in the office have uh, social media aspects to their lives, and they tell me that's the way we're going to communicate in the future to get trade and, and, and such like, which is strikes me as less personal uh, and not necessarily the best way to go. But they are they they have attention disorder uh, in in the damn phones beeping every few minutes and and we think that we must answer everything immediately but I have to say on the plus side I do Twitter for Yana and I love it and it's been hugely positive I've made some really good contacts through that including I have to say the Prince's Countryside Fund who went on to provide a grant last year of 25,000 to support us so, you know, that's as big a plus as you can get. Mm. But I'm I'm careful in how I use it. I'm careful in what I say. I haven't had any problems. But you've only got to look at the female MPs today who are mm. leaving because of pressures and abuse. And I think that's commonplace. Well, it, you're right. It's the, the Social media is, is a wild horse that if you can tame it enough to ride it when you want to and then get off and uh, kick it out, out of the stable for a while... So you, it isn't in charge of you, is is the point. You need to be in charge of it. But you need a bit of resilience to do that. You mm. need resilience to say, no, I'm not getting involved in this debate. No, I don't, don't like what this person is saying. And actually, you can look at emails in the same way, mm. that sometimes emails will be sent or received, and they don't actually say what you mean, and they can come over badly. So I would say... If in doubt, pick up the phone and speak to. Yeah, someone. absolutely. I'm that old old school. I agree. And you, you get definition of, of, of thought, but this is, the, this is the point that each generation has its pressures, and if we go through to the mainstream of guys in charge of farms at this moment, um, you know, on on the Yana website, there, there's there's a list of things, you know, causes and symptoms. Do you think if someone is depressed, they actually go onto a website, or do they spend their time? buffering it and they're, they're, perhaps somebody else has to spot the fact they're down there first. When this was set up, the aim was to appeal not just to the person who might be feeling unwell, down, under the weather, depressed, stressed or anxious, but to get to the people around them. Right. So their families, their colleagues, people who can recognise those signs and symptoms. And what we're asking really through Yana is for people to be on the lookout what we often talk about is ask twice. So I can say to you, hi, how are you? And you might respond, yeah, I'm no. okay. How often do we actually listen to the real response and how you have said it? If I pick up that you've just said, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, there's ask the Ask twice yeah. and you might get a different response. Well, are you sure you're okay? You're not too good. Oh, let's go and have a copy. Coffee, let's talk about it. See, I'm feeling uncomfy already. It's, my, it's, a, it's a blokey age thing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> That's you know, male farming. And well, you learn that if, if someone goes, oh, you know, hi, hi Andrew, how, how are you today? I'm terrible. Oh, right then. I'll go and see, I'll see you when you're more cheerful then. The point is that, that within your peer group, you don't get the, the empathetic questions like that. And if someone really then starts probing, you kind of, you clam up because you're not actually trained to let your emotions out of the bag, are you? I think if people ask in the right way, Mm. whether you're male or female, whether it's a colleague or a family friend, you will get a different response. So if I said to you genuinely, are you sure you're okay?" you might respond in a different way if you knew that I meant it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. One of the things that we are doing is running mental health first aid courses. 
So two days, pretty intense, fully funded. But those courses are teaching people how to cope with their friends or family, colleagues. We're trying to get mental health first aiders into so many businesses and charities across Norfolk and Suffolk. So we've had grain merchants, land agents, other charities, young farmers, CLA, NFU. And actually, this is quite interesting for you in the grain trade business, because this came about because we talked to the CLA and they were taking different difficult calls from their, their clients. They didn't know how to handle them. Now, okay. that might be happening in your office today, yeah. that people, farmers are distressed. Look at the weather or grain prices. Get a, get a couple of first aiders in your office who know how to support those people. How not? They're not counsellors. It's just showing them how to signpost people to their to the support. Claire, you've done a first aid course, haven't you? Well, I just did an online first aid course, which I can put a link to in the show notes. Yeah, I think that they're a really good way of having people on the ground who just have that little bit more training. I mean, obviously, if you do a two-day course like you do, then you're going to have a lot more training, which mm. is fantastic. And you're just going to learn probably what the signals are that somebody might not be quite right. And do something about it. And do something about that's, it. That's the key thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we wanted to get a Yana army of 100 mental health first aiders um, throughout the industry within two years. That was my aim. We've got 83 already. Okay. And so I would encourage anyone to get in touch with Yana and sign up for a course that we'll run next year. Okay. I mean, I've, I'm going to tell you a little story about... Um, about uh, a farmer that came into our office actually and uh, it was it was so marked the mood of this guy when he mm. came in there's, there's there were nine of us in the office that day and he came in and he was exceedingly low and very very but it was so marked that we kind of as he as he left he said I'll come back tomorrow and we'll sort it out tomorrow and off he went I, I stopped everybody and I said did, you, did everybody see that and I, I think this is the point where, you know, I, I'm, I'm very conscious of this because, you know, my, my dear friend Laurie was, was the reason, you know, that, that all of us have become aware of it. And, and it's been, it, it haunts you if any of your close friends or anybody suffers from the depression and, and, and a terrible thing happens. It really does affect so many people in so many ways beyond that. But, but more importantly, it kind of raises your awareness without any doubt. So this guy coming in and feeling just just obviously so down, and he had good reasons for being down. He had gone through them with us. We kind of drew them out, and we, we, we put effort into him the day he was down in the dumps. He came back the next day, and because uh, we had arranged for that, and I'd made everybody say, we are going to zap him full of the most positive energy we absolutely can, because he needs it. He's a, he's a case of someone who's really, really down. And we did. We got him, and we rubbed him up, and you know, and, and zapped him. And and the dynamic was he, he kind of he he actually got out, went and did something slightly different on top of his farming uh, that went in a slightly different direction, and got a part time job doing that. And and it was it was like he was lifted, and because it, and and I I truly believe our little office for one person definitely made a difference in the dynamic of that but it was it was all in observing his tonality and his and his body language and all of those things um that that that, that was a very obvious case it's the ones that aren't obvious are the ones that that's right and people are good at hiding it mm. and, and that is the difficulty if 
you know, we we should mention another campaign that we've just launched, which is the the suicide prevention. You campaign. just rebranded a, a bit, haven't you? We, we're so just rebranding Yana, so um, we're going from the green colourways to blue. But with the suicide prevention cards, it's a difficult subject, I know, but we've got to talk about it. Mm. I wanted to do something that would appeal to the farming fraternity. So I thought, if we have a leaflet which says suicide prevention on it, nobody's going to pick it up. So what we have done is called it Tractor Facts. Seven Tractor Facts, and it's got the the tractor tyre marks across the front of the Z card. What this is to do is for people to recognise those symptoms. Now, not everybody will exhibit any signs or symptoms that they are at the edge. But some might, but they might be quite subtle. So it gives examples of the symptoms to look out for. And what this card also does is to give people the confidence, hopefully, to ask. If you ask someone if they're feeling suicidal, you might think that's the most difficult question in the whole world. It won't give anybody any ideas, but it might just lance that boil that somebody can say, yes, I am feeling absolutely... Do they know? Do they know they're suicidal? That's yes, the, I think so. So that they absolutely know it. It's yeah. the, this is the not everyone. I think I'm not a medical professional, but I think for some people, it's just a dreadful, spontaneous act. But for other people, yes, I think they've had suicidal thoughts, and actually, a lot of people do. But they say one in five people have suicidal wow. thoughts. They don't necessarily, thank God, act on it. But yes, for a lot of people. So it's it. What we need to do is encourage people just to ask that question, not to be afraid to ask out loud. One person in farming takes their life every week in the UK. If we are all more observant, we might be able to reduce that. Wow. I mean, that's, that's one in one person a week. Yeah. Wow. That and is it's, sobering. I'm going to quickly look at the, look at the leaflet. And, and, and The leaflet gives um, contact details for support groups. Of course, the Samaritans are marvellous, papyrus... There's a little house in London which will take people in a non-medical situation just to give them four days respite. I was going to say it's funny because I think, you know, just about everybody in farming does a first aid course, like a medical first aid course, don't they? Because it's pretty much law, isn't it? And I know that, you know, everybody on our farm has done regular first aid courses. And I don't know how many people are killed through medical emergencies on farms. I'm sure it's very high as well. But it is interesting to think that there's, you know, there's 52 people a year that are dying through their mental health. And... Actually, if they could go and do, you know, if we can do a course to try and prevent that. I mean, it's, I don't think people think about that kind of course. And obviously, that's what you're thinking about and what you're providing. I think hopefully everybody on a farm in the future will do a first aid course, you know, a mental first aid course. And so I can sort of see that perhaps in a place like Dewing Grain, it'd be also good to have somebody who's got their eye on the ball as far as mental health goes. I think that's absolutely right. You're spot on there. And everybody's got mental health, good mental health or poor mental health. And as you say, you know, we might know how to, what to do if somebody breaks a leg or shows symptoms of a stroke. Surely this is exactly the same. Yeah, I, 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 I think we are in a place where we can spot it more. You know, we, we, we are a communication point for farmers. We are one of the sets of people that they do talk to. Yes. Obviously, their favourite yeah. uh, communicating point is us at all times. Um, but the, the, um, there's a risk of being flippant in a very serious subject, which I, 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 I'm fighting. 
the weather has just been awful and yes. we've got some very very worried farmers right yeah. now through one of your subjects which is which is the weather one it is it is getting a lot of people extremely concerned mm. so that so our, our awareness levels are up on on who's phoning in i think what's come through um i often ask groups what is the the main reason why those in farming are susceptible and the main reason is uncertainty now uncertainty is a very big word because it covers grain prices it covers the weather it covers do i say the b word Brexit. <laughs> you can but say we the... have no idea what's going to happen. No. And and the all those impacts are huge. But look, agriculture's being sold down the river, but we we've got to mentally deal with that in a way that goes okay, out of the um, out of the sour comes the sweetness. We we, we need to be able to um, react to whatever happens in life positively. All of us, all of us have terrible moments. All of us have things that don't go right. Um, unlike social media, where you're on top of your game every minute of every day, lipstick in place. It, this is this is all about life, isn't it? N- none of us win every single day, every single minute, and we have to deal with it. No, but if you are very resilient, which clearly you are then it's easier. Not everybody is resilient. And I would say that we're thinking about farming and the impact of the farming things, but we've all got other stresses in our lives, Mm. whether it's bereavement or relationship Mm. problems Mm. or family. Intergenerational problems is huge. Yeah, absolutely. When father or grandfather won't retire and there are difficulties for the young. And depression or even suicide is never just one one subject. No, it's a sum of parts, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's it's such a such a stony subject to t- just tell me the, the first aid course that you mentioned. Is this physically going somewhere to do it for two days, or is it actually an online? Si- no, 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 no. It's it's um, uh, coming to a venue. Actually, mm-hmm. we do it from our farm. Some mm-hmm. of them. We've been to Otley College in Suffolk. We've just run one in Worcester. Eighteen months ago, we realised that we were often being asked if there were other yarners in other parts of the country. Mm. Well, there are other groups, not as good as Jan. <laughs> I think we are unique apart from one group in Wales in that we fund counselling. We will fund six sessions of counselling or sometimes more if people really need it. Um, and we fund the mental health first aid courses. So that's unique. But there are over 26 other rural support groups across the UK so we were often asked where the other groups were, so we decided to put together a national directory, which is what we did. Mm-hmm. And Prince's Countryside Fund got to hear about that, thanks to Twitter. Great. So off I went to London to meet them um, with the directory, and they were so impressed. They said they'd been thinking about doing it for some time, and how come this little tiny organisation in Norfolk had decided they'd to do it? it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And this, this directory has been distributed across the UK, to police forces, NFU offices, CLA offices, charities, agricultural colleges, because it's such a useful resource. It's got all the national charities that will support in it, plus all the smaller rural groups. Hmm. No, well, that's, uh, well, great. It's it's it, there needs as long as every county, every every farmer, every person in this industry has access to something that that gives them at that moment of help. Yes. That's that's the that's the yeah. key, isn't it? So, if I'm somebody who's who has a friend who is appearing to perhaps be down or depressed, but is not admitting to it, what would be your advice to somebody who's in that position? See if you can talk to them openly. 
be non-judgmental, encourage them to seek help. What we would always say is, first of all, try and encourage them to see their doctor. That's the best way, because there could be a physical reason for feeling completely under the weather, and that should be checked out. If that doesn't work, then encourage them to ring Yana. But you might be able to make a call for them and get support. But even if you're just supporting them, sending them the odd text message, ringing them up, getting them to talk to their friends, that all helps. It doesn't have to be medical intervention, although we would encourage it. And I'm thinking with a lot of the farmers that are going to be listening to this podcast, that they'll be part of a friendship group that hopefully they're, they're keeping an eye on. But they, they will also probably be a manager of people within their farm. Do you have any advice over being a manager, as it were? And I mean, obviously, it's not always the person who's running the farm that is potentially at risk of depression. There could be people that are working for them that you know, might well also be at risk. I think the answer is to be a good communicator. And communication is two-way traffic. It's not just speaking to those you work with, it's listening. And listening is so important. Pick up on those small messages and be aware that you need to talk to someone. Take them off to have a quick coffee or something and genuinely, genuinely ask how they are. So just, you know, you, you've got an organisation that, that takes time. How, how is it funded? How do, what, what, what goes on with, with raising money and, and, and how do you spend it and... How does that work? Last year we had the Larling tractor run, which raised 3,000 for us. I'm sure many of your listeners will have heard of the Naked Farmer and Patrick Joyce. Mm. Um, dear Patrick had, was diagnosed with a terminal cancer. He became seriously depressed and he used Yana. Now, because the helpline and the counselling is completely confidential, even though I'm very involved with Yana, I knew nothing about this until I had a phone call from a friend of mine in a village 15 miles away to say that she had heard from her son in Australia (laughs) about Patrick's campaign called The Naked Farmer. Patrick was married to the wonderful Zanna Joyce, who's Australian, and in Australia there's a campaign called The Naked Farmer And the idea is, if you're brave enough to get your kit off, you're brave enough to talk about your mental health. So Patrick had posted a picture on Facebook of himself, absolutely stark as apart from his wellies, thankfully the back view, in one of his commercial chicken sheds. And he had talked very openly about his mental health. Now, why was this unusual? Because he was male, because he was in farming, because he was talking about his mental health. Mm. So Patrick went on to organise a Naked Farmer Cricket Day. And again, I'm delighted to say that um, the people playing cricket were dressed in their whites because I had to go and give a talk, so that was a bit of a relief to find that when I got there. Anyway, the the Cricket Day raised £53,000 for us. And that is funding our rebranding. But also, in the last two weeks, we've taken on three more councillors because of the uptake, and so that will help fund that. Tragically... Patrick died from his cancer um, a few weeks ago, but there have been more donations as a consequence, and I know there's another 11,000 coming our way. So that's wonderful. And in the last 100 days, a wonderful artist called Kate Batchelor, who's based in Suffolk, has done a drawing a day for 100 days with wonderful pictures of wildlife, rural industries, cheesemaking gamekeepers, all sorts of things. Do look at it online. So it, she's Kate Batchelor. She's on Twitter at, at tweeting painter. 
And this exhibition is going to be put together to support Yana and it will be at the Norfolk Showground on Saturday, the 30th of November. And it's in the atrium at the showground. Okay. So please all rock up and you can buy a picture to support that. Okay, so there's there's an auction or is it a No, it's a selling exhibition. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, you heard it here first. Yes, you have, actually. <laughs> Thank you for that little plug. <laughs> yeah, pleasure. So I think on, on, that, uh, on that last little plug, yep, Thank you so much for coming in, Melinda. It's a bit of a trip from Croxton up to up Drailsham, isn't it? So I appreciate your, your journey. No, thank you very much indeed for inviting me. It's always good to talk about the work of Yana. And if we just encourage one person to reach out and seek help today, it's been well worth the journey, hasn't it? No, it's so great. Thank you very much. And remember, you are not alone. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they're released. Dew and Grain are independent and local grain traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, we can supply you with the best strategies to help you achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Call now on 01263 731 550 or email info at dewandgrain.co.uk or follow us on Twitter. We are at dewandgrain. The Dewing Grain Podcast is produced by Tinshed Productions in conjunction with East Coast Design Studio.